just here for the beer. Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brew makers of the industry. And I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally tap that keg. I'm just here for the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is just here for the beer. Sportsnet 650 is sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. A customer favorite is back in stock. It's Angry Otter Lager, now with new cans, brand new look, and a brand new partnership with Yellowtail Beer. When you visit your nearest Angry Otter Liquor store, pick up a four-pack today. Joe Leary along with Rick Mohabir from Just Here for the Beer at JHFTB on social media. And also just here for the beer.com. This is our annual show from White Rock, the yeah. thriving community of White Rock, which is not just a summer town anymore. It's become a very much a year-round town with a really thriving beer program. And we welcome to the program Haley Card, who is part of the brew team from Galaxy Brewing. Yeah. Oh, yeah I get nice. a clap. <laughs> you, get, you get some applause. Perfect. Uh, we saw you a year ago, and obviously things have changed because now... You're part of the brew team, and I don't recall you being a brewer a year ago, were that you? That is correct, yeah. We were um, definitely getting trained um, to help out, but of course <laughs> it's not an easy process. Um, so yeah, my little brother and I have been learning the ropes, and now we're brewing without dad, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, brewing, by the way, was that something, because this is a family business. This is the card family business. That's right. Okay. And mom's involved as well? Um, not in the brewing so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in everything else. Oh, everything else. Okay. But if, being a family business, um, and were you kind of encouraged to get into brewing, or were you kind of fascinated to get into brewing? You know what? It is fascinating, and it is, you know... It, it, it's been very cool getting to know it. I love beer, you know. Um, I did film for a while, but it's it's fun getting to switch over and, uh, you know. New challenges. New right? challenges, uh, yeah. Uh, we have been doing this since 2010, and we have seen many, many tank rooms and tasting rooms. Yes. And uh, it, 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 the, there's a lot of work that goes into making beer. I don't think people really appreciate what goes into making that beer. Uh, there's a lot of science and a lot of precision and a lot of time, but... At the same time, it's not necessarily the sexiest job in the world when you get back there, when you've got the gumboots on and and you're scrubbing tanks and stuff like that. But it's something that you get great satisfaction out of, don't you? Mm -hmm. I do, yeah. Yeah. Very dusty, lots of beard um, exploding in my face. It's great. So tell us what Galaxy is known for. What what um, what are some of your uh, your superstar beers? I would say um, our IPAs we're known for. That's kind of what Dad uh, started with. That's what his favorite. He started brewing in the garage for about ten years before we opened this place. Um, we've also brought a porter today, which has been a huge hit. Well, tis the time, tis the season. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, uh, for those that aren't familiar, uh, Doug Card is the, the your father that you talk of. Mm-hmm. Um, was he just merely a home brewer that decided to go deep and and open up a brewery? I mean, what was the what was the rationale behind that? Pretty much, like we'd um, on our off days, we'd go as a family. That was kind of our thing to do: is go and check out other breweries and uh, try other beer. And you know, I think one day it just kind of sparked. He was like, "I feel like we could do this." You know, neither of us are. You know. Maybe love our job. <laughs> <Scourge>. <laughs> no, sorry if anyone's listening. <laughs> yeah, no. You, well, you said you were in film. So what? What were you doing in film? I was doing makeup. Okay. Mm-hmm. And That's this is quite a departure from. Uh, very different. Yeah, yeah, I have always worked in the restaurant bar industry, anyways. But right. uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's nice to see more and more people, especially younger people, getting involved in brewing because. The, the industry has changed so dramatically over the years. Mass- you would know better than I because you were doing massively. before I was. Well, and, and, and to give the Card family and, and Galaxy family a little bit of a, a, a toot in their horn here, um, I did a friends and family night. Uh, we did a brewery tour down there, and everybody still speaks of it to this day. Even my mother-in-law. Okay, if she still speaking about it, the, yeah. you, you know you, you you did a really good job, and and you know us, Joe. From 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 day one, we've always promote help promote the little guy, and and when Colin and I started this, that was one of the things that we we really really wanted to 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 bring to the forefront, right? Is that you know beer it, family unity, right? And so yeah, it works out perfectly here. Well, not to mention the fact that the, the dynamic has kind of changed of the people behind beer. 
Um, and and it's it's especially and again I don't want to get into the categorization of it, but when we started this show in 2010, there was maybe a handful of female brewers that you three could, or four, three, three yeah. or four, right? Yeah. And and there's always been I guess when I was growing up in my generation, the association was guys drank beer and and girls drank wine. Those lines have been completely blurred, and and it, then it was well guys make beer and. Now it's not, even, it's not even that anymore. If you can brew, you can brew, and I think that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think one of the things, too, is is the creativity that women have and, and the ability. Their their palates are a lot more, for certain flavors, are a lot more refined than ours are, Joe. So I think sure. s- certain things like that really do help them, <laughs> help, help a, a female brewer a little bit more than, than, than the gentleman. So, Haley, I know that you are, Galaxy Brewing is on the verge of opening up location numero deux. We are. Uh, and it's actually kind of just down the street from where we are right now. By the way, we are broadcasting from Bon Me Très Bon on Johnson Street in White Rock. And um, so was this in the plans when we spoke a year ago and you just couldn't tell us anything or what? Was this in the plans? No, you no. know what? It wasn't. Um, we just kind of, yeah, thought we should expand, be up here with our other friends, kind of make it more of a brewery triangle, I guess, if you will, mm-hmm. kind of like the Port Moody Strip. Um, so is this becoming its own little ale trail then? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say so. It's um, a little, yeah, I think it'll be, yeah, Beer Shack, um, White Rock Beach Beer, and uh, Three Dogs. Three dogs and, yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us about location two. Is it branded just as Galaxy Brewing, or is it something more fancy than that? So, yeah, we're going to um, still have our place down at the beach. We're going to brew down there, um, keg the beer, bring it up. Um, it'll be Galaxy Public House. So we'll have a little bit more food, um, double capacity, uh, more space, a stage, um, some kind of exciting surprises. I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything. Okay, it's a no. I'm not supposed oh, to Oh, it's say. under wraps. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, mama put a kibosh on it. So what, yeah, yeah. what is your approximate time frame as to when this will open? So we're looking at the 9th. That's looking like our opening the day. The 9th of December. The 9th of December. Okay. You got it. So, so we're just, very close. just in time for Christmas. Yep. Be open for New Year's Eve, hopefully. That's right. and We will be. And and has it been good working with council here? I don't want to get political, but I mean, have they been, have they been relatively cooperative in terms of helping you get your licensing and, and all of that sort of stuff? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. No, it, it's it's important because you know, I mean, everybody took a hit during during lockdowns and stuff, but in terms of regulations being kind of eased a little bit, we've seen a lot of change in the in the brew regulations over the years, Rick. Well, I think it's just the evolution of everything, right? And 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 forward movement, you know, we we've seen what what happened with the brewery district out in Port Moody, how successful that was. Yeah. You know, and you and I've always advocated for this is like, you know, city councils look at what happened out there. Look at that area that that was relatively innocuous and now look at it, right? If you have an area like that in your location or in your city why not right you know stop being a nimby and go and look sure go visit these places you don't have to be like you know clark kent with the glasses and everything right go and check it out see what's going on sit down bring your friends and family bring your grandchildren most of these places you know you can have kids in there right and you'll see exactly what's going on well it's my belief if you can afford to rent or lease uh, city council should work with you and make 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 it make it clear. But all you're doing is you're just bringing a brand to uh, to the beer scene in White Rock. Three in. Uh, do you happen to know if by each, is there a word on the street that there might be somebody else joining the the uh, White Rock beer community? Do you know? Any, not that I've any, heard. Any word? No. Yeah, not that I've heard. Yeah. But hopefully we'll know if, if that happens. I I got <laughs> a feeling. I got a yeah. feeling. I got a feeling. I don't think the beer community ever really stops. It doesn't kind of max out. Mm-hmm. It just kind of changes and morphs into. Tasting rooms with broader menus and full spirits and stuff like that. So the uh, again, what's the name of the new location? So Galaxy Public House. Galaxy Public House mm-hmm. targeting the 9th of December. You got it. So by by this time next year, it'll be a thriving thriving place. We'll say and so. It'll be bumping. <laughs> maybe be maybe bumping. we'll be broadcasting from there. It'll be exciting. Haley Card from the Brew Team of Galaxy Brewing. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Listening to 
just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's just here for the beer radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Is just here for the Beer Radio broadcast, also podcast. You can check us out on Sportsnet 6:50 a.m., also at 96.9 FM HD3, and available wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by the Angry Otter Liquor Stores. Now until December 31st, you could win a one-year car lease with Angry Otter Liquor and Molson Canadian. Just visit an Angry Otter location, purchase a participating product, either Coors Light, Two Fours, or a pack of Vizzy for your chance to win. Joe Larry, along with Rick Mohabir of JustHereForTheBeer.com, at JHFTB on social media. And this is our third annual White Rock Beer Community Correct. Program. And uh, the last two shows we did on the beach at White Rock, this time we're in the streets. Up the hill, The yeah. mean streets of White Rock, the <laughs> bustling streets of White Rock. We are on Johnson Street, or Johnson Road, 1459. It is called Bon Me Très Bon. There's a little French oh, accent there. throwing it in there. Lando is the owner, and this is location number two for you in this concept. And yes. I was just asking you off the air, do you have a restaurant background? And you said no. What, what made you want to get into the restaurant business? I think it's all about um, bringing the true taste of Vietnam. Okay. Uh, growing up, I was born in Vietnam but left the country at a very young age. And I can still remember the taste of homemade food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming here, still getting at home. But I felt along the way... It's more authentic, I guess, if it if it comes from somebody who who grew up in the culture. But but at the same time, I mean, you know, the Lower Mainland is a pretty good cultural melting pot, and there's certainly a lot of uh, food for one to sample. But you sort of bring that authenticity. I guess that's kind of the key, huh? You can you can say you can use the word authenticity. For me, it's like homemade. Homemade. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like um, I wanted to bring that to the community. And how I've always tasted the food, and I wanted to bring that and share that with 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 everybody. So, for those that aren't well versed in in Vietnamese food, what what are what are the Vietnamese cuisine dishes? What are they primarily known for? I know everybody knows Vietnamese cuisine, like the bunny, the, which yeah, is the bread, course, and the pho. That's, that's the easiest. And everybody knows about and the spring rolls. I think those are the three top things. But I think there's so much more to Vietnamese food. I call it cuisine than just those three items. And then that's why I started to do this and then bring this concept um, into the food culinary world is this offer more than, than pho, than bunmies or spring rolls. It's, it's a lot more to offer to the community and the public. So location one, Rick, is in your domain because you're a Richmond Steveston oh, kid. And that's where the first location of... Uh, of uh, Bon Me Très Bon uh, started. What, um, so how long ago did you open that one? Seven years ago. Seven years. Wow. So, and this is brand new from what I understand. This is a... Five months old. Five months old. Yeah. So what, what point did you decide, and why White Rock? I mean, are you, is this sort of a, a growing business that you see maybe location three and maybe a fourth location at some point, or is that too far down the road? It's too far down the road, <laughs> but you never know with, yeah. with what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, why, why White Rock, you said, is because uh, it's community, and Richmond was like that to me. Yeah. I grew up in Richmond, lived there for 40 years of my life, and I felt that White Rock is, is the next one. And it's been in the works for three years, so I looked at everywhere, but I felt White Rock was second home to Ban Mi Tribal. And how's the reaction been so far? It's been amazing. Uh, the community has been so supportive. It's... It, that's what I'm. That that's why I chose White Rock. is It's the community and it's the presence and the vibrancy and and I think White Rock will be growing immensely mm-hmm. uh, down the road. So and I know a lot of people have not experienced cultural food like Vietnamese cuisine as in other areas like Richmond or Vancouver. So that's why I wanted to bring our our concept to the community. 
What what is this area known as? So I, we know the beach. This is the beach is down the yeah. hill there. But is this just known as downtown White Rock, uptown White Rock? What's it called? I'm learning uh, as <laughs> I I, I've been here that they they actually call this uptown. Uptown. Yeah, uptown. Okay. So I'm I'm learning to use that more now because I said, oh, downtown. They said, no, this is uptown, uptown. White Rock. So yeah. I love it. I love it. So. Yeah. Well, in elevation, it it, 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 it is, is technically uptown. uptown. Yeah. So yes. you you spend some time out this way, do you not? Well, technically, I I drive for Coast Mountain Bus Company and I drive my 351. And I was telling Latin, I like. Every day, there's a bus stop just like literally 50 feet across the street here, and I, I drive by it every day. And I kind of drool as I look over, but you know, because I work an early shift, they're they're rare, they're never open at that time. But. So, because you are hosting the show here today, uh, are you also supporting the local beer community? Absolutely, I think that's my biggest goal is supporting. Uh, local businesses, especially, we're only bringing local beer. So we're bringing White Rock Beach beer. Um, Galaxy. Galaxy, because they're not um, in distribution. Yeah. So we love it if yeah. they if they are. And then same with Three Dogs. But we are bringing, like, Fuggles and Warlock, which is yep. brewed in Richmond. And that was my yeah. thing. And then sure. um, 33 Acre is in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So we're sourcing all the local beers and local microbreweries. And that that's our goal is, is to support that. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, it's a it's a gorgeous location. I, I don't you. unfortunately I don't get out this this way very often. I actually spend more time in Richmond than I spend in uh, in White Rock. Please come and visit our uh, location. I, I certainly will. So once again, you're at 1459 Johnson Road in Uptown White Rock. It's called Bon Me Très Bon uh, Lando. Thank you so much for uh, for having us here today. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. It's a pleasure. This is just here for the beer radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. Just here for the Beer Radio, Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM, HD3, and available for streaming in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. Just here for the Beer Radio is sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor with 29 locations across BC. Angry Otter Liquor, your premium liquor shopping experience. Shop and stop inside for all your holiday favorites. Visit angryotterliquor.crs. It is our annual dedicated show to the good people and the good brewers of White Rock, British Columbia, which uh, when you think of White Rock, I think initially you think of the beach and you think of, you know, the beauty of of the uh, of the uh, nature. But um, it's a year round thing, as we've learned, because this is the third late November, early December where we've done a show. And this time we're broadcasting from Bon Me Trey Bon, which is a second location which has just opened on Johnson Street in White Rock. Our guest is Scott Ketty, who is the owner-slash-operator-slash-brewmaster-slash-virtually-everything-else of Three Dogs Brewing in uh, White Rock. Scott, pleasure to see you again. This is our third annual visit. Nice to see you. Nice to see you guys. And after our second visit, uh, I think at that point, about a year ago this time, you were looking to open, so you you kind of you, your original location has kind of morphed into something a little bit more fancy, and you kind of added a second location. Well, what happened was we were our first location we got renovated many years ago. Renovated, renovated, okay. yeah. So they were yes. going to build a tower, so we had to move, right. and we had an interim location because our ultimate location is always where we are going to be, where we are now, here in the Miramar Plaza in Uptown White Rock. But in the interim, we needed a stopgap, and we located a place on the corner of Russell and Johnson. And that became Three Dogs Brewing for about two years. And uh, our new place uh, became available. We moved into the, renovated it, and moved in. And our old location, we turned into the Beer Shack Tap Room. So we now have the, the Beer Shack, which is a tap room in Uptown White Rock, Russell and Johnson. And we have 26 beers on tap, and that's from breweries all over uh, west, the West Coast. It's West Coast beers we're featuring, everything from uh, B.C., Washington State, Oregon, California. We even get beers in from Hawaii occasionally. Wow. So so it, what's interesting is that we, um, we've started doing a lot of dedicated community shows, uh, working through tourism or the local BIAs or, or in some cases city halls. 
And when you consider from White Rock, you're a stone's throw to the U.S. border. And we have a show coming up, actually, in, uh, in Blaine Birch Bay in 2024. But, but I guess it seems kind of prohibitive to actually do something across the border, considering how close you are <laughs> to, say, Beach Cat Brewing is, is the lonely brewer in, in Birch Bay at this point. And I've, we've been talking to him, and he goes, there's so many great beers as close as White Rock. I guess it is, it's kind of tough to kind of sort of go through that regulations restrictions to bring their beer up or to take your beer down. Well, the, to bring beer up, it has to be listed with the LDB. Right. And so that gets problematic. But we do bring in beers at the Beer Shack. We bring in some from Bellingham, Aslan, okay. and right. Right. Bullshan Brewing. So we do occasionally, when it's available through the LDB, we can bring it in. But it is a, a, a bit of a pain would you, would otherwise. You, would you figure they're easy to work with? Because, I mean, again, you look at the bigger picture. I mean, LDB? Co- well, co- co- <laughs> collabs, Hang on. collabs have been around f- forever. I think there should be a hands-across-the-border collab, and there probably has been, if, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, you know, the LDB kind of has the stranglehold on, yes. on what you can bring into the province. And is that, I guess that's unique to British Columbia. I think it, I'm not that familiar with the other. Right. We don't I get think Ontario was sort of in that, that yeah. same yeah. goose gal as well. But yeah. BC liquor laws are positively Victorian. Well, it, 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 yes and no, they've gotten better. I think, I think we're up to about the ni- late 1970s, early 80s right now in terms of the rest of the world. But, but I, use, I use tasting rooms as a good example because Rick and I have been doing this show since 2010. And time was a tasting room, literally, you went in, filled up a growler, you got out. And then if you could taste anything, you could taste a flight of four, a four or five ounce samples, and you got out. Now, I mean, a lot of tasting rooms are cocktail bars and they're bringing in entertainment. They've got TVs. They're a bit of everything. So I think in some respects, in fairness to the B.C. government and their liquor laws, in some respects, they've been rather progressive. But in others, you're right, they're still kind of in, in the dark ages. They still are. It's funny you mentioned the guys down at Beach Cat. They, we've met with them, and we tried to do a collab with them, but we just ran into so much red tape. Right. On this side of the border. On this side of the border, yeah. yeah. They were wide open. They yeah. could pretty much do anything they wanted. Right. But um, so we, we, we end up, we're probably going to end up doing a collab, but we'll have to brew it here, and then they can take it back much easier than we can do it down there and bring it back up. Yeah. So we're, it's going to be a, a cold up we'll do with them sometime in the f- springtime. And it'll be, uh, funnily enough, going to call it Cats and Dogs. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I think based on what Scott's been saying, right, is that evolution, is it almost feels like you, you, it's so slow. And when when things could be done in a much better way, business cases are made for them. You know, every, everything's there right in front of you. The data's there. Why aren't we allowed to do this? Why can't we do this? Like, what, what, how are we, how, how are we preventing anything from really happening? You, you want to think that every regulation, every restriction mm-hmm. comes from a good place. And the origin of it was for the betterment of, you know, society or, or what have you. And sometimes you just look at it and you think, this is just total BS. And there's no reason for that. And it, maybe it takes a, a change in government. And I'm not trying to make this a political rant by any means. But I think that especially when we look at the growth of the industry in craft beer, certainly now in in craft spirits and craft cocktails, and let's not forget the government makes a pretty good penny off off all of those products. Oh, we just uh, paid our taxes. uh, (laughs) Actually, they came out today. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to look at that balance right now, do you? Uh, not today, no. Yeah, yeah. Today's the end of the month, so yeah. it's it's bad when yeah. it happens all at the, at the yeah. same time. But, but you know, you, you have to hope that, you know, cooler heads will prevail and, and down the road will more restrictions You would like to think that there's going to be some pr- progressivity with yeah. it, right? That, yeah. that somebody's going to look at it and open the file and say, okay, you know what? We need some changes here. Well, we've certainly seen that, you know, in fairness, Scott, we've certainly seen that in terms of, like, you know, local access to city councils that allow you to do what you do and allow a community to kind of, a beer community to kind of spring up and to have satellite locations and and all of that so there, there is some progress there's no question from where from where this from where craft beer started when we first did our show yes. in 2010 mm-hmm. it was it was primitive the laws were come primitive. in and get four fl- uh four yeah. tasters and you're gone yeah so come a long way baby we absolutely have but can we still go further yeah we certainly can there's there's uh, things that they could do to make it uh just get out of a lot of places they could just get out of the way, let it happen, and they'd right. still get their, their money at the end of the day and their right. taxes, right. which is really their yeah. end goal. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a little 
Well, it's, it's kind of tough sometimes to deal with a government that uh, competes in the industry it regulates. So, anyway, let's leave this subject alone because <laughs> we, we could be here all night. <laughs> we, we, could be, we, could be, we could be canceled pretty quick. Uh, let's talk about Three Dogs. So, what is Three Dogs known for? You brought a few of the, what you call the crowlers. You don't see a lot of these things anymore. Well, we've gotten away from doing growlers. Yeah, uh, the the glass bottle. I was talks. asking her: Are growlers still a thing? Are they still a big they're, thing? They not as much as they used to, and a lot of the breweries, crop breweries, are getting away from it. Um, one, there's a big uh, upfront cost in, in the growlers themselves that you have to sell, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a. And then, the quality control on the beer coming back, come, the growlers coming back. Very often, they're not cleaned properly, so yeah. You put in beer, and so you sure. have to clean that, uh, or swap them out, and then clean it. Um, and then, but once the beer leaves your facility, there's there's no control on it. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I've had people go home, take it, and put it on top of the dryer for three or four days, and get it nice and warm, and then put it in the fridge, and then open it and Don't close like it, it, and it hasn't yeah. been. And yeah. then they come back, oh, your beer tastes like yeah. it wasn't wasn't very good. Yeah. And it was fine when it left here. So we find with with the crowlers which is the cans, which we do right there. Uh, we can can it right in front of you mm-hmm. for you, for uh, for anything you want. Once you open it, you're... Of course. You're, yeah. You know, there's no... Right. As long as it's kept refrigerated, you're not going to uh, have, have an inferior product. It's going to be just the way it left mm-hmm. the room. Well, I remember when, when growlers were the thing, and I thought it would be incredibly cool to start acquiring growlers from all of the great <laughs> craft breweries that were around. <laughs> And that's great until you get to about 25 or 30. It's like, what the hell do I do with these yeah. things? Because they, they, be, they become cumbersome. Yeah. And I, if I remember correctly, was, it, was there a time when if I had a three-dog brewing growler, three-dogs brewing growler, uh, some places wouldn't fill that up because it wasn't their branded growler? Was that a thing? Do I, do I recall correctly? Some places did that. We never yeah. did. No, okay. um, you've had a growler. You wanted a growler beer. Right. We're going to fill it up. It's, right. You know, you, we're selling our beer, not the, yeah. the glassware. So. so for those that aren't familiar, I think everybody that listens to the show knows what a growler is. A crowler is a can version, but how many beers are in one of these crowlers? That's, it's a 750, so it's the okay. same as a 750 bomber. The old bomber. So right, it's right. it's two regular 375 and, cans of beer. or a, And is the bomber dead and buried, or is there still... Because uh, everything old can become new again real easy. Can we see the return of the, the bomber? Uh, probably. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we go with these 750s. We were doing liter ones, and they're a little big. Right. You start to get into a liter, that's right. like two big pints. This is two regular beers in there, so a guy can put his head around that. We're talking to Scott Kitty, who is the owner, operator, and brewmaster of Three Dogs Brewing in White Rock. This is our annual dedicated show. We're broadcasting from Bon Me Bon, which is on Johnson Street, newly opened on Johnson Street in White Rock, the second location, the original location in Richmond. All right, walk us through the, um, the, the, the Three Dogs family. What, uh, what are your beers? What are you known for? Uh, well, we're really known for a couple of things. We've been coming on with our sours, and uh, we get a lot of sour fans that are coming through t- t- trying our new sours because we're usually bringing one or two new ones every month, and they rotate around. And then our old standards, of course, I mean, our, our Sea Dog Hazy Smash IPAs. If we run out of that, there's basically a, a riot. Mm-hmm. So in the front of the uh, the brewery, and there's people picketing, so we can't have that. So okay. So so the, uh, what else have you have here? You've got a few things here. Well, we brought brought our one of our porters, okay, and porter. then this is this is our uh, fall seasonal ale, our Jack Jack uh, pumpkin ale, okay, which uh, we think is pretty good. Uh, we get pretty good reviews on it. So so what was the origin initially when you when you branded the beer when you named the uh, the company? What was the, uh, are you like crazy dog people? We're crazy dog people, and we had three dogs at the time. And okay. So, uh, so not a lot of thought went into that one. It was just well, kind of. We, how it started, <laughs> it was we, when we were looking at uh, doing a, re- a retirement business right. for, um, for Pam, uh, my wife, and myself. Uh, we wanted to do something with dogs. And so, okay, well, um, you know, dog training, hell, okay, dog sitting, hell no. Um, and somebody, because I was home brewing at the time, I was a, a beer, a certified beer judge, and somebody said, "Well, why don't you make beer?" Well, I don't know if we can or not, but turns out we could. So we opened our first little place as a trial balloon, and uh, it's been that was in 2017 we opened, and here we are now in 2023. 
So, I, I mean, I guess the only other one that comes to mind is uh, is Yellow Dog, which is which is beer themed. Does every beer that you create at Three Dogs have a dog reference? If we can, it does, but not necessarily. I mean, Jack Jack's Pumpkin Ale. Jack Jack was an employee of ours. It, it, it was an English fellow, and he moved back to uh, to England, and we promised to name a beer after him when he left. <laughs> right. okay. So, so uh, he phones every year and says, "Is Jack Jack's back on?" So we have to say, "Yeah." So not not all. All beers are, are corny dog puns, but uh, if we can... But most more, are. Yeah, like, well, our pale ale here is Jurassic Bark, and then... Uh, the Jurassic Bark. Yeah, so... And then the, the sour is uh, Scooby's uh, Spiced Fall Sour, so mm-hmm. we can... Mm-hmm. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned the sour thing, and, I, you know, full admission, I did not like sour beer when I first tried it. I didn't like IPA when I first tried it, to be honest, so... You were very much allowed to drink it when we first I, started I, this. I grew up as a, as, a, as a Pilsner or a lager fan. Yeah. So... It was a, transvi- a transition for me to actually enjoy something that I and, and the first time I tried sour, it just sounded to me like it tasted to me like it had gone off. And then someone said, "Well, maybe it's not a very good sour." And I think the whole profile has changed dramatically. And now, again, I don't think this is something you take in a six pack down to the beach. And well, uh, I think you, uh, you know, you you drink it selectively. I think like all styles, though, Joe, there, there has been an evolution right. from where they started to where they... I think there's been a refinement right. rather than an evolution. Let me, let me put that back. I, I, I think it's, it's a, just a comment on craft beer in general. There's always a craft beer for somebody. Correct. That's on point. That is really on point. What am I drinking here? What is That's it? our Scooby uh, Spice Fall Sour. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, that's really good. Maybe yes, I could, that's maybe very I could spicy. take six of those to the beach. I, so, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I spoke too soon. But so. but it, it's it's one of those things where I think. Um, and again, you know, we know, who knows what the, you know that we're the, the verge of a, the end of a year here, and who knows what the big trend will be in twenty twenty four. I don't know. I mean, we've we've seen so many crazy things, and the parameters just keep expanding in beer. But um, uh, you know, you got to give the market what they want, and the market is you know either responsive or not. And, you know, if something isn't working, you cut it loose and you, you move on to something else. One of the trends I see coming in the next year, year and a half, two years, is low al- lower alcohol. Oh, yeah. Beers. Or, yes. or non-elk. Yeah. 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 Non-elks. Yeah. And the other one that's coming up uh, is hop, hop water. Yes. yes. So both yes. we're looking yes. at, uh, we'll be introducing both of those yes. uh, in the new year. We just did our last show was at uh, John B. Pub. We had Barnside Brewing on there. And they, they have they a hot water. water. And I think, you're, I think you're absolutely correct. And I always bring this story up, and I hate because I'm going to put down a product. But, you know, back in the day, the non-alcoholic version of beer was called O'Doul's. And, you know, it wasn't particularly enjoyable. It was in a brown bottle that kind of looked like a beer bottle, but it really didn't taste like beer. Those days are gone. And the non-elk variety tastes, I mean, I'll use Heineken 0.0. You know, that it's the very distinct taste of Heineken. I've tried the Guinness 0.0, the very distinct taste of Guinness. Um, surprisingly, the cost is about the same, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's the same process to make the product. Actually, it's probably more laborious because then you have to take the alcohol out of well, it. Well, it was up until very, uh, probably within the last year. Uh, it was a very piece of expensive Filtration kit to pull the uh, the alcohol out, but now they've uh, there are strains of yeast that are available that uh, don't uh, metabolize the maltose mm-hmm. in the, in the beer. They only go after the fructose and sucrose, so you end up with a uh, 0.5 beer, and there's no expensive equipment required. It's just with a specialized yeast. Right. So. It, it makes it uh, craft breweries. It makes it way more approachable to do a low alcohol beer for a and, craft brewery. And the advantage is that it gets you into shoppers' drug marts and Safeways <laughs> and, and buy low foods and save on food. And it only helps to expose the brand to those that aren't familiar with it. So I it think does, it's, I think it's win-win. It's, but it's also, uh, you know, it's it, it's a responsible alternative for right. a lot of people. Right. Still go out and have right. a have a couple of beers and have a great time and not have to worry about the repercussions. Uh, Scott, before we let you go, what's the, what's the plan for the uh, holidays? Uh, any, uh, any specials? Anything exciting going on at the brewery that you want to put uh, Well, we've got the, our New Year's Eve. Tickets are on sale now. New Year's Eve in a tasting room. Who would have saw that 13 oh, yeah. years ago when we started yeah. the show? Yeah. Huh? yeah. So we've got uh, well, we've got it at the tasting room and, and, and at the tap room. Right. So uh, live music uh, 
We do live music four nights a week over at Beer Shack. Some of the best, one of the best blues jams in, in, in anywhere. Uh, Thursday nights, uh, and that's very exciting. We have live music every Sunday at, at uh, Three Dogs in the afternoon from two to five, and uh, our, our Thursday night music trivia, music bingo. It's uh, get there early if you want to want to get get in and get a seat because it's it fills up and it's really really popular. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll make you a vow right now. You will see me before uh, a year from this time. I will make a point of checking it out. And uh, we do have a show planned from uh, Birch Bay um, and Blaine in the new year. And we'll extend an invite to you. Maybe if you can come down and maybe we can help expedite this little process somehow with our, with our, our, politi- our political town. whining on the radio well, show. Well, yeah, we've met. We've yeah, I know you've been with Beach Cat. Yeah, Beach Cat, yeah. yeah. So we'd yeah. like to do something with them, and we've talked okay. about it, but uh, it's just uh, getting through the red tape here at this end. Thanks for joining us, uh, Scott, and all the best for 2024. Thanks so much. Cheers. Thanks, cheers. Thanks to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just here for the Beer Radio broadcast on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM HD3, and available wherever you get your podcast. Sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor with 29 locations across BC, including Riverside Liquor in Penticton and their 10,000-square-foot flagship store in Langley on 248th and Fraser Highway. It is our annual dedicated show an homage to the great brewers and people behind the scenes of brewing in White Rock, British Columbia. And we are broadcasting from Bon Me Trebon, which is newly opened on Johnson Street in White Rock, in Uptown White Rock. Uptown. We, we have learned that this area is now called Uptown White Rock. Um, and our guest is Bill Haddo, who is the co-owner of White Rock Beach Beer. Uh, this is the third year in a row we've had you on the show. I've told you before, your pale ale just knocked my socks off the first time I tried it. One of the cleanest, purest pale ales I've tried. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Joe. It's always good to hear you say that. Now, this is not a visual medium, so you can't see Bill. <laughs> but Bill is a Kiss fan, all, clearly. All, okay. all decked he's out. He's got the horns up, and he's got Kiss shirt on. Got a nice Kiss uh, ski hat, beanie. as our American friends say, or beanie. We call it a toque. And he got... Uh, what is oh official member oh, official member of the Kiss Army is that is that it? I'll cop to it, sure. <laughs> so no it, deny it. Is this from the recent uh, Kiss farewell tour date in Vancouver? Uh, the ensemble, no. I mean, I've got a lot of Kiss stuff. I've been following them for a long time. Right. I mean, guilty pleasure. Yeah, I, I graduated high school in 1976. They just had come out, and <laughs> somehow they shoehorned in there with the Zeppelin and the Who. Would, Bad Company, who we were listening to. Yeah. Those are our rock stars. But, um, you know, it's just it's a fun show when it comes to things. I saw Kiss uh, play Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto in the 80s, and they were the headliner. Local band, the Headpins, were the opener, and they were great. But I remember walking out of that show going, anybody that slammed Kiss, it's, oh, it's all theatrics. There's no, sure. there's no musicianship there. BS. No. They are a really solid band. Uh, how was how was the uh, how was the last time you saw them? The last time was solid. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're going to get, but yeah. you know it, yeah. they they tell you what they're going to do, but they do it. Right. You know, and it's a show. It's it's the music, and they are decent musicians, and they have some cool songs. Yeah. Um, the lights go off, the bombs go off, the the flames, and everybody's happy. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know they fooled me about four times now in my lifetime with the final tour show. Yeah. Nice. Um, but I do believe this is the last one, and it, it sounded pretty sincere when oh, they yeah. were talking at the end. Yeah. So yeah. I hope they hold to that. Yeah, actually. Well, as long as they went out uh, on a high, because I, I and I said this before, and I hate to say this, I saw the last Neil Diamond uh-huh. uh, tour, and he sounded great. And and we were in a suite at Rogers Arena, and our suite is really positioned well to see the nice big screen, and Neil's sitting on a stool, and the voice sounds great, and does a couple of tunes, and then he gets up and walks across the stage. And you see the age on Neil Diamond. Uh, and you don't want to see your rock heroes age. I mean, we all do. 
But as long as they can still pull off a convincing show, and that's yeah. their farewell, yeah. it's always good to know when it's time to just walk away. Well, they're they're fighting hard to make yeah. it okay. through this time, I think. But we didn't nice. invite Bill Anyways, on the show no. to talk about Kiss. What are we talking about? We're talking about beer in, uh, in the White Rock area and White Rock Beach beer. Um, Again, third year we've seen you. What's been going on? How's the last year been for you? Well, the last year has been solid. Um, our wholesale game is really picked up. That's where we're really headed uh, for our little company. Our lounge is, you know, is not the biggest in the world, as most people know, and it's never, or not never, but not always the busiest in the world. But it yeah. stays steady, and uh, the regulars come and go, and other people come and go, and that's just fine by us. But it's the wholesale game, um, which has really taken off, and Largely in part to my business partner, uh, Peter Adams, who uh, finally got out of the teaching game for good. And so he's hit the sales trail, and he's hit it really hard, and he's good at it. Mm-hmm. And good I knew I knew he was. I, he's, he's, a, he's a salesman, and he's got a personality and a bit of grit to him, and yeah. he doesn't like to take no for an answer. And so, yeah, we've got beer all over the lower mainland now, which we never expected when we started this business. Well, I was going to ask you, especially because there are three breweries in in the White Rock area, mm-hmm. and a pretty good number of restaurant and retail establishments that could serve beer. And I'm pleased to uh, understand that there's great local support because I think that is so important, especially in satellite or bedroom communities, whatever you call White Rock, in relation to to uh, the big smoke down the, down the street there. Huh. Um, but it's nice to know that you've got you've got the support of the locals. Yeah, I mean, mostly we do. Um, there's still a few out there. There's a few out there. That there's we would still like to be a few out there. There's always going to be a few out there. And sure. we'll just keep, you know, working hard and talking to them and seeing yeah. if they want to play, yeah. play along. Um, but this, the community has always supported our business, whether it's but from, you know, taking beer to sell and, and, and uh, have at their establishments or just to... You know, work with us in other areas. Uh, we've had this conversation before, Bill, but hell, it's been a year, so we're going to have it again. What What was the point where you and your partner decided, let's do this, and why? Why did you uh, did you realize you'd have to max out your credit cards and <laughs> call in every marker you have with anybody that ever owed you money or did a favor for that? Hey, can you help me out here? What? Why? Uh, I was just a desire to be. Uh, in business or have some sort of business right. it was all 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 built on having something to do after t- reteaching our careers ended and uh retirement to us did not look like just sitting around and you know looking at stuff happen so we were always talking about a business opportunity and it just happened to fall into this one um it wasn't a, a great love of beer at the time or we're not beer makers never were it was just business and this happened to be the business that came about it's always interesting to see, like, you know, how people's succession planning, right? Like, how do I move to, to the next step in, 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 in my life, in, in my, my, my evolution? And it's always interesting to see how, how those things change, right? So, you know, what you, what you kind of plan and what you kind of think that you're going to start out as is not necessarily what you plan or, or what, where you end up, excuse right. me. Well, what I thought was kind of uh, fascinating was our last show. We were broadcasting for the John B. Pub in Coquitlam, and we had the new owners of Mariner Brewing in Coquitlam. And one of the owners, uh, it was Steel and Gill. Gill used to be a chiropractor, broke his arm, kind of a hazard when you're a chiropractor. So he was going to be on the shelf for a while, and him and Steel wanted to look about doing some other business. They literally just did a Google search. They had no interest in beer necessarily. The first thing that came up was this brewery in Coquitlam was for sale, and they decided to buy it. So it doesn't really matter what your background is. Yeah. I mean, if you see this as an opportunity, and obviously, you know, there's there's tons of breweries in BC. I think the last number we heard was uh, was it two hundred and thirteen or thirty or I, I don't I can't even begin to imagine. But you know, you've got a good community here, a growing community here. I don't think you want to see another half dozen to ten come in here. But, you know, three, maybe a fourth comes down the road. That's a pretty good little community. It, it's working towards that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we'll welcome more if somebody wants to come aboard. Um, White Rock, uh, you know, is a vibrant little place. And it's, yes, it, it's is. Gr- it is growing, as it you is can see changing. all around oh, yeah. us with these towers oh, yeah. here. It's changing a lot. So, um, But that's Uptown. That's is, we're Uptown. uptown. Right. Uptown White Rock. So let's talk about the, uh, the facility. Uh, how, how big a property do you have for White Rock uh, Beach Beer? And are you just a place to get a beer? Can you get a snack? Can you 
Can you get a cocktail? What, what's what's the lay of the land? Well, you know, we're smaller tasting room, um, lounge, about a thousand square feet, about thirty-eight people max. Um, uh, food items is something we've always kind of struggled with a little bit. We've mm-hmm. recently fallen into a little pizza program that's working really well for us. Pizza and beer can't go wrong yeah. with that. Um, you get some snacks in there. There's a local uh, family in South Surrey that's. Uh, just come up with this new pretzel that they're making and they've sort of taken off with that thing so <laughs> we've got those pretzels and that's what they're called those pretzels in our place um yeah i'm surprised there's nothing kiss inspired on the menu yet are you working on that yet yet are you got a, you got a kiss themed beer or you got a kiss themed oh. food item maybe or? no you know i think uh I think my business partner might <laughs> draw the line there. So I mean, we keep it we keep it beachy, and we you keep it beachy. Going. You you are still a school teacher, a sub, okay? Still sub in the Surrey School District. All right. Yeah, and and do you ever dress like that too? Every day, you do. No. Well, I mean, not kiss every day. I was going to say, like, do you rock the kiss you, when you're teaching? Hey man, he's, he's I, a substitute teacher. I, he can yeah. be cash. I do, and uh, I I I go to lots of concerts, like I told you earlier. Yeah. I have. Probably 400 or 500 concert T-shirts. Oh at home. my goodness! So every day is a new one, and then when the kids come in, the music matches the T-shirt. And let's well, talk about beer. The, yeah. The, the problem <laughs> I would think though is that, in, and you're dealing in secondary school. Yeah. So you're teaching ages 13 to whatever. 18. Um, and the biggest fear I would have is that if I'm wearing something kiss, and they're going, "Dude, what's that? What's a kiss?" Like, you would hope that they, they respect the legacy of the band. I don't think they're the best band in the world. Um, uh, some people do. But I do respect the artistry, and I respect the longevity. And yes. I think Kiss is one of the best ballads I've ever heard in my life. Beth. There you go. Seriously. Okay, anyway, tell us where uh, where White Rock Beach Beer is. Uh, 15181 Russell Avenue, right in the hub, right? So we're in the triangle there with... Um, Three dogs across the street. Galaxy's coming up uh, in the same building as us. Nice. Beer Shack on the other end. So you want to come to White Rock, you don't have to travel far to taste all the beautiful beers in this town. It's a little uh, circular walk around. (laughs) You trip from one to the other, right? You could. You could. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll uh, see you again in in 2024. Cheers. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. It is Just Here for the Beer Radio broadcast on Sportsnet 650 AM, also 96.9 FM. HD3 and available for download wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out at justhereforthebeer.com and on social media at JHFTB. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir as we uh, put the wraps on our annual White Rock Beer Community uh, radio show. This is the third year running we've been doing this. And this is kind of the, the new model we've kind of been going for is working with local communities, whether it be the BIA, the Business Improvement Associations, or tourism departments, or city councils, and super laser focus on a specific area. And it's funny because, Rick, we've been doing this show since 2010. So, yeah. you know, we're now in year 14 of doing Just Here for yes, the Beer. that's correct. And when you consider where we started the show, and there was no such things as beer <laughs> communities. There was this brewery would pop up, and that one would pop up all throughout the province. Most definitely. And now virtually every area with a population base of a decent size has either an ale trail or some kind of beer representation. And uh, White Rock is a, is a glaring example of that. Alex Nixon is the executive director of the White Rock BIA. Alex, thank you so much. For, for doing this and, and being so supportive. And we look forward to seeing you each year because this thing just keeps getting more and more exciting with not only, you know, locations. I think there's three breweries in White Rock, but now with secondary locations. So it's a really cool scenario. Yeah, it's we've got such a fantastic, thriving uh, brewery scene, plus a new tap house, the Beer Shack, uh, and all within walking distance of each other. Uh, it is 
such an exciting time uh, to be in White Rock and to be a, a resident of the community or, or a, a visitor. You know, uptown White Rock is just booming these days. Great restaurants, great shops, great cafes, and then, you know, this killer breweries row, and uh, including the tapas, uh, the beer shack, and Three Dogs, and White Rock Beach Beer, and Galaxy Brewing. It's just fantastic. Well, well you know that it's growing because you know, we were just talking about there's four distinct areas of White Rock now. We know East Beach and West Beach. Um, we're in what's known as Uptown, and then there's the Five Corners. Yeah. Um, so, and again, White Rock, much like Whistler, people know Whistler is, is a is a winter town. Yes. They don't necessarily know and appreciate that it's a summer town. Everybody knows White Rock is a great summer town. Yeah. It's a year-round town. It is. It's fantastic. You know, I I, I grew up in White Rock. You know, I, I went to high school out here at, at Samiamu Secondary, and. Uh, it is such a, a different community now, and ha- but ha- still has that same charm. Um, and Uptown White Rock, you know, you can come have a have a great brunch at the Wooden Spoon, uh, a great uh, lunch at Bami Trebon, hit up all the breweries, do your your Christmas shopping, uh, hit up a cafe on the way, shake Kristoff, an award winning chocolatier, and. Have yourself a fantastic day. Then chat the show at Blue Frog Studios and have a great dinner. Like everything you could want is in White Rock, and great transit uh, connections to Vancouver. Uh, and you're looking at one right there. He's, he's, he's a tra- he's, he's a transit. Yeah, guy. I'm, I'm driving through here every day, my yeah. friend. Yeah, you, you know it's it's fantastic. I I'm so delighted with the the, the businesses we've got in uptown. It's just fantastic. And it's not just the businesses, but when you start looking around and you see the evolution of some of the high rises and a little bit more densification and, and people actually coming here. And, and Joe, you and I were talking about this before, right? I think in our younger days, White Rock was traditionally known as a, 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 a bedroom community, right? For retirees, yeah. et cetera, oh, yeah. et cetera. Sure. And, and now when you turn around and you look at it and you look at the people walking up and down the street and um, it, it's families, it's, it's moms and dads pushing strollers, it's, you know, kids... Pu- you know, toddling off to school, and and it's, it's very, very different than, than than when you and I were in our younger days. Well, not to mention the fact that it's changed culturally, and Correct. and in terms of its its profile of, of the of the, the population base, uh, Landu who Lando who uh, runs uh, Bonmi Trebon, which is where we're broadcasting from. This is a newly lo- open location yeah. right here, and you know, Vietnamese food focused. And we talked to her, and she's seeing, like, great reaction, great reception. There may not be a big Vietnamese community here, but we've all grown up around multicultures, and we want to experience something. And, you know, she she started in Richmond. Now she's here in White Rock. Yeah. You know, I'm so, so grateful that Lan opened up her, her second location in White Rock. Uh, and you're right. You know, good food is good food. Uh, and she she's, you know, a master at it. Yeah. And... Uh, and you know what? There's so many great options here, whether it's, you know, Alora, Italian food, whether it's Grounds and Greens, an award-winning vegan restaurant, whether it's uh, the Wooden Spoon, which is uh, probably the most Instagrammable mm-hmm. brunch yes. spot in, uh, yes. in the Metro Vancouver area. Uh, and then, you know, Shea Kristoff, again, second location. He decided to open his second location in White Rock. And that just speaks to, uh, you, you know, how thriving the community is when businesses choose to open up a second location when successful entrepreneurs decide their second location needs to be in White Rock. That's all you need to know. Well, I think it's also important because for those that aren't familiar with the work of a BIA, which is Business Improvement Association, your job is to work within the community of the businesses that are in the community and find ways to further expand their business base and, and, and grow their reputation. And this is why it's so vitally important because when we first met Alex, it was well, three years ago, yeah. we met at Three Dogs, if you recall, Correct. and we pitched the concept of doing a White Rock beer show, which, if you go back years prior, that wouldn't have been on the radar because there was no White Rock beer, beach, or beer community. And you were immediately receptive going, yeah, this is something I can, I can totally see. So these BIAs are so important because you have found a way to show that White Rock is more than just beach and heat and summertime, it's it's year round. I'm just curious when uh, we, uh, we see some Christmas lights. Yeah. Has there been a big tree lighting ceremony? Because we're we're at that time of year. Yeah. So uh, Christmas on the peninsula had their big tree lighting ceremony on 
on November 25th, 25th, 25th. Um, you know, just uh, just adjacent here in Miramar Plaza in Uptown White Rock. Uh, White Rock, the city of White Rock has their bright, bright walk in White Rock, <laughs> uh, which, is, which is a mouthful. Uh, and it's on December 2nd. It, that's their big light up down on the waterfront. Uh, and then there's there's events throughout the holiday season. We run a, a Christmas event over at Salter uh, Amphitheater and uh, on December 9th. It's so you know the community is getting into the Christmas spirit, uh, and it's you know it's a time to to get inside and get cozy at uh, your favorite cafe or your favorite brewery. You know, it's and it, it's a it's a great community for that. What, what do you have on your your wish list for 2024? Where where do you see the next 12 months in uh, in terms of White Rock through the BIA? Well, you know, we're really excited for uh, for our annual uh, concerts at the pier in uh, July and August. Uh, you know, 2023 uh, had our biggest uh, audience size yet, uh, 29,000 total, over wow. 12,000 of which wow. to the Colin James show uh, in August, uh, our finale. Uh, you know, we'll have a, the Craft Beer Festival again. We've got our Jazz and Blues uh, Festival, our Buskers and Comedy Festival, and uh, you know, we just want people to come on out and enjoy enjoy White Rock, enjoy the community. That's why we put on so many uh, so many great events, so many big events. Um, I think that when you come out to White Rock and you see what the community is now, uh, the businesses that we've got here, the services we've got here, and and the fantastic uh, fantastic award winning events that we we have. Are, you'll be really impressed. Well, I think you, you hit on something earlier. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, Blue Frog Studios yeah. is one of the well, not only coolest venue spaces, but recording studios. Uh, rave reviews internationally about yeah. Blue Frog Studios. Blue Fro- I cannot say enough good things about Blue Frog Studios. Uh, Kelly Briggs is the owner, yeah. fantastic guy. Uh, it is a special, special yeah. concert venue. Um, I have... So many wonderful memories. Some of my best memories of, of live music are at Blue Frog Studios, including uh, you know Jim Burns, where uh, they 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 had you know basically turned it into a jazz jazz and blues club. Uh, you know, candlelit. It was fantastic, and uh, you know it is Blue Frog Studios. Kelly Kelly and his team do such a great job, and, and they've done amazing. And you mentioned. Yep. Jim Burns. I love Jim Burns. Jim Burns is living proof that a happy man can sing the blues. <laughs> now, speaking of which, we're going to end on a positive note. You've given us some gift cards here from the participants today on our show. So we have Galaxy Brewing. We have uh, Bon Me Trebon, which is our host location today. We have uh, Three Dogs Brewing, and we have White Rock Beach Beer. And I threw in uh, one for the Beer Shack as well. For the Beer Shack. Okay, oh, beautiful. Wow. So, so just follow us on social media at JHFTB. Just mention or send us an email. Rick at just here for the beer.com. Just go promo, gift Contest. card. We'll reach out to you. We will reward you. Um, Alex Nixon, this has been great because this is our this is our third year running and, and we look forward to doing shows like this through organizations like BIAs because you make this possible. Our thanks to you. I know you got a youngin, so have a great Christmas season. Thank you. How old is your youngin now, by the way? I, I've got two. I've you got, got two now? A two-year-old and an 19-day-old. Oh, good so Lord. 19 good days. Lord. What are you, are you sleeping at all? <laughs> well, I'm in the other room, so I'm sleeping last <laughs> room. My wife on the other. Wow. Well, good, good Typical luck. Typical dad good answer, luck. right? Good luck with that. Hopefully she's not listening to <laughs> Get some trouble. Our thanks to Len at uh, Bon Me Trebon and our thanks to Alex Dixon of the uh, White Rock Business Improvement Association. Cheers. Happy holidays. We'll see you in the Christmas. Thank you so much, guys. Great to see you again. You bet. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. And that is a wrap for Just Here for the Beer.com as we broadcast. From Bon Me Trebon, newly opened on Johnson Street, or Johnson Road, rather, in White Rock. Uh, thanks to Landu and uh, great food. How, how good was the food, sir? Oh, uh, it's, it's been incredible. It's been the, the banh mi buns 
on point. Yes. Crisp, still soft on the inside. Just beautiful. And uh, thanks, as always, to all the participants, because were it not for them, were, the, were it not for beer, there's no us. There's, wow. no, there's no beer show if there's, true, no, true. if there's no beer committee. Um, so we look forward to uh, doing a, a variety of shows. This is our last show of 2023. Isn't that scary? Wow. Yeah. So in the new year, we've got location shows planned. We'll be back in the East Village. We'll be in Langley. We'll be down in the Maybe good in old the U.S. of A. We're, we're taking the show on the road. And uh, our thanks, as always. You can reach out to us at JHFTV on social media, justhereforthebeer.com, or you can check out that show as well as our RTD and Spirit show and uh, reach out to us through that. Our thanks to producer Eddie Gregory. Yes. Yes, well done, that's Eddie. Thank you so hands. much for joining us, even though he thought it was white spot, not white rock. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. We love Eddie. And uh, Mr. Mohibir, you have yourself a great holiday sure. season, and we will reconvene in the new year, and we always remind our listeners to make Ooh. sure that you plan ahead. That's right. If you guys are out there having a couple of drinks, make sure you get an Uber, Lyft, whatever you need. Oh, or you can join me and my brothers and sisters on public transit, and we'll get you as close to home as possible. And have yourself a great holiday, everybody. We'll see you in 2024. Just here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB.